Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Today we dive into our sales processes and talk a lot about things we've been finding successful and things that have been not so much. And then we have a lighter conversation towards the end that's filled with reminiscing, fun stories from our past about how we met, and a few random tales thrown in there as well. Today felt like a much lighter conversation, and we all had a lot of fun recording it. One thing I wanted to quickly highlight is how grateful I am to have met these gentlemen and how much we've grown together in the past year because we challenge one another and because we have these conversations on a weekly basis. It's really cool to think that all this started because we had similar goals and decided to get together and help each other achieve them. It's a fantastic reminder that you should be reaching out to other people, especially those who have similar goals to yours or people who've already achieved those goals to learn how they did it. Make new friendships and then share the show with them. Enjoy. You're tuned in Prime 5 Podcast. You do everything for a reason, right? For a purpose. If you have a reason or a purpose behind everything, you'll actually like do it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. But here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things. And just everything that happens, you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, or I guess gentlemen, um, <laughs> how's everyone doing? <laughs> good, good. Man, that was a historically <laughs> terrible intro. Holy. <laughs> Let's retry. Daniel, Zach, Brady, how are you guys doing? <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I panicked, Daniel. I panicked. <laughs> Dude, I can't even breathe right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> doing pretty good, man. <laughs> Oh, that was, that was great. How was that? Was even better now. That just made my day. Glad. <laughs> Dude, I actually have, uh, I have a couple things I wanted to talk about on here that I've been, I've been waiting for. So first one, I have to do some shout outs um, because I got a message from Owen Kutik. I feel like that's how I say your last name. I'm so sorry if I got it wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, Owen, in advance. But he uh, no, he sent me a message on Instagram. Uh, and he said that he listened to our Abundance of Time episode. And how we talked about how, like, in my particular example, life I felt like it's been accelerating. And so what he said was, uh, I just wanted to pose an idea to you about um, something I've heard. And uh, it would be good for you to consider. He's like, if you consider... Uh, what one year of your life is for a five-year-old, that's one-fifth of your entire life or 20% of your entire life. So it feels like more because it's a bigger chunk. It's more significant versus now when you're 30 and you think about a year of your life, it's one-thirtieth of your total life lived. So that same unit has much less significance. So if you think about it in a relative sense, that might be why you're starting to perceive time as moving faster. And like, I read that and I was like, dude, that actually, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I had to shout him out for that. Cause I was like, thank you for sending that my way. Um, that does make sense. That's good. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Like, cause I was like, Hmm, that actually, like when you put it like that, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Owen. Cause me and him, uh, we cold called together and there's been a couple times now where like he'll sit down in my car and he just has the prime five, like playing <laughs> and he shows me the screen. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so thank you, Owen. We appreciate you. And uh, the other person I wanted to shout out is actually Mr. Zach Wise, because we harassed him last week about cold calling. <laughs> and the very next day, he sent us a picture of him out fucking knocking on doors. So <laughs> kudos, yeah, a, kudos to Zach. <laughs> had to put the grind back in. What was that, Zach? Three leads in like an hour and a half? Yeah. You- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got a little too cold, so I had to call it. But no, I I actually... I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about that a little bit. I did make a decision on my cold calling plan. I'm going to be going out once a week uh, in the field. And then my markers will be going out, obviously, a lot more than that. I just, I have three hired so far. I just hired two this week. So I'm going to be training those guys up later this week. And that's going to be the day where I go cold calling. And then from that point, yeah, it'll just be once a week. And then however many leads they bring in as well. So I appreciate you guys kind of grilling me on that because i still do like kind of stand behind lots of what i was i was saying but i also understand it a lot more from like what i can gain from cold calling too so i've decided to do a a hybrid approach if you will no i dig it i like it i like the fact that you're even open to kind of you know having that discussion and getting that feedback and then looking at it and at least trying it that's the part that i applaud is like you looked at it you're like hmm okay maybe i'll give this a shot and i like that yeah well fuck i've been wrong a lot before <laughs> in many of our conversations so yeah i'm definitely willing to try it out i'll do it for do it for the next you know six eight weeks see how i like it and then see what the timeline's looking like for for how much time I have in the week, how the leads are coming in, how people are developing and things like that. And then uh, kind of go from there, reevaluate at that time. So mm-hmm. no, that's dope. So yeah, those are my, my two shout outs. And then I also wanted to talk about Calendly with you guys. Cause I think I said I was going to talk about it. And then I don't think we have, have we talked about it? No, I actually got mine set up last week and it's fucking dope. It's dope. Yeah. So a couple of things, if you are going to use Calendly, you need to be like so dialed in your calendars. Like you have to put everything in there because otherwise you're going to end up with somebody scheduling a time to call you. And if you put something else there or you mess that up, it's going to fuck you over. So like be Hold super on, mindful of Daniel, that. For context, can you quickly explain what you use it for? Yeah. So, okay. Calendly I've been using to set up my pre-estimate phone calls, um, mainly because last year I noticed like, I was calling leads a lot and just like chasing people down and I got really kind of sick of it. And I know that sounds bad, but I was like, there's gotta be a better way to do this. So what I did was I, I got this system called Calendly, which basically it links all my calendars to one website. Um, But I give that link to my cold callers and then I go out with it myself. And then what I do at the door, instead of saying, hey, when's a good time to call you? I say, awesome. Like uh, in my case, I say, hey, I have my schedule handy right here. If you'd like, I can schedule an appointment. I can give you a call and then we can get you set up for me to come by and do an estimate. And I found people have been relatively like well open to that. Like I've had fairly good success. And out of the 12 people that I have scheduled for calls, I've gotten all 12 of them on the phone the very first time. So, you know, that versus, you know, calling somebody 15 times to get them on the phone, I've just found has been a lot better. It works great for the marketers because you can set it up like you can make a little button on their phone or whatever. And I think there's a Calendly app as well. Um, So you can get them to do it that way. Uh, It requires a little bit more information. So you might not have 
as much success with like you know um the older population like because you have to grab an email sometimes if you're you know at a senior's door they they don't have an email or they don't want to give it to you which is totally fine in that case you still just take down their information as a lead like normal um, but for the people that are open to it, and I found most people have been fairly receptive and it's just the way that you approach it. Like, hey, we actually have our calendar for our boss right now. And if you'd like, because you're interested, we can get you set up for an appointment. He's going to give you a call. It's probably about 10 or 15 minutes on the call and then just grab their information. They plug it right into my calendar. Um, I've even had two people now uh, schedule an appointment with me and then change it. So like the the great thing about it too is the client can change their appointment. So like if they scheduled it for one o'clock tomorrow, they can be like, oh no, something came up. And then they just go into the Calendly app and they can move their appointment into another available slot of mine. And I've had that happen twice and both times got the lady on the phone. So it's just been another way for me to like keep things super organized, keep things more dialed in and get people on the phone the first time that I call them because I just, I don't like calling people like 15 times. And I know that's part of the deal, but for me, I'm always trying to figure out like, how can I optimize this? And I've just found that that app has been very good. Um, but you do want to set it up. Like uh, mine has a picture and a description for the pre-estimate phone call. So it kind of explains what it is because they'll get an email of it once they sign up. Um, and then as well, you want to chunk out the times that you want to actually have calls, which is kind of cool. You can customize it. So like for me, I have mine set between 10 and uh, 3 p.m. because usually about 4 p.m. I go cold calling. So that 10 to 3 p.m. window, I have the calls in there that people can kind of schedule themselves into. And then the other thing too, is you can set time before or after the call as well. So if you want 15 minutes after each call, you can have it automatically block that window of time out uh, just in case your call lasts longer than 15 minutes. So you don't end up having like somebody at 12 and somebody at 1215 and you're talking to a guy at 12 and it's 1215 and you're still kind of in your process. Gives you that little bit of extra time. So it's very rare for me that I found a call lasts longer than 20 or 30 minutes. I did talk to a lady yesterday for 25 minutes, but that's kind of a anomaly for the most part. So so yeah, that's that's kind of my breakdown on Calendly, and I, I've been I've been enjoying it. I also like it too because I can post it on my socials. Um, I did post it on Facebook. I had a bunch of people ask me about it, um, and I was just like, yeah, like it's kind of simple. You just here's my calendar. Schedule a time with me. And the nice thing too is you can get people on the call and realize like this might be premature, like this might not work, and you can just like disqualify people and put them in at a later time, or you know just to kind of explain to them like actually I don't think you're actually looking for this at this moment, right? So. Um, it's, it's pretty sweet little system and I'm going to continue to use it, uh, into the future as well. So. Okay. That's awesome. And now that you mentioned all of that, I think I might've fucked mine up a little bit. Because, <laughs> well, I'm now looking at it. So if I have something in my calendar and mm-hmm. then I create my custom schedule for when I'm available, mm-hmm. and, but if I have something in my Google calendar and those times overlap, then it won't show that time on my booking availability it it should not yeah and mine is set up oh, in such a way sure. that if i have anything that's in my calendar already it blocks off half an hour on either end of that thing so if i have an appointment at one o'clock it blocks off from 12 30 until you know say the appointment's an hour long it'll block off from 12 30 until uh, 1 30. so that way it's like my appointment's at one o'clock and then i go do the thing and then i have a window on either side for either drive time or whatever the case might be uh, that way I actually have that stuff in there. So you do want to like, if you are going to use the system, you need to be like 
dialed on it. You've got to be very familiar with it. Play around with the website, send yourself test emails, schedule, like have like a friend or somebody schedule an event with you, go in and see the process to make sure that it's clean. Like it probably took me, I don't know, like an hour or so to set up and have it proper. Um, but it's synced to all of my calendars. So my Google calendar, iCal's, like all that kind of stuff, it's all synced to that. Um, and then it's it's blocked out around those things. So there's a window of opportunity that people can actually get into. Um, and it, it's been great. I love it. Mm. Yeah, so you're gonna have to play around with it. And there is a fee. I think mine cost me $12 a month. Um, so like, these are all things to consider. Like it's free oh, initially. Really? Yeah, it's free initially. If you want to use like, um, you can continue using it for free, but it, it's very limited features. Um, and for the features that I wanted, I was like, you know what, for the 10 bucks or whatever, it's 10 USD. So it's like 12 Canadian or whatever. Um, it, it just made sense for me. So you can you can do the free route if you can figure out how to do it. But I was using a number of different features. The other thing, too, is there's a workflow feature. So it'll send out text messages and email reminders to your clients as well. Um, and that is something that I don't believe you get on the free system. So these are all things that I kind of like because my clients get those updates. You sign them up, they're in there, they have an appointment, they get an email, then they can change their time if they want and they get a follow-up text and an email. I think you can set it like the day before or an hour before, like there's different options for that as well. Um, so if you are going to use a system, just get familiar with it, understand the platform, make sure all your calendars are synced up properly. And then I think it can be a very useful tool, but you can also excuse me, shoot yourself in the foot if you, uh, if you don't set it up properly. So, yeah, I guess the alternative there, like if you, if you don't want to be as technical, but maybe put in a bit more work, you could also just literally schedule people into the, in, in like into your calendar and then do all that, like by hand of like emailing them or texting them like a confirmation, like, um, having all that, but yeah, no, your way is definitely, definitely a little bit easier in terms of mm -hmm. kind of hands off. Yeah, I think like if you're in the early stages or the infancy of your business and like you don't have a tremendous amount of money and you have more time, that probably makes more sense. But for me, I'm trying to optimize for time. So I would rather pay a little bit more and just have these things automated um, because I found that's worked really well for me in the past. I mean, even with my Jazz HR, I have a lot of stuff automated so I don't have to do things because, you know, it's just like having to think about it and make sure you're doing it and every once in a while like we're humans we're not perfect we miss something or we fuck up and like just having something automated make sure that that doesn't happen mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree yeah because i i just i had it in my my calendar like because I, I scheduled my times on calendly and then i put it into my calendar like my google calendar so i knew when it was, but now that I put it into my Google Calendar, it canceled it out on Calendly, so now no one can book into that time. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So if it if it pops in your Calendly, like literally, it'll be in your calendar the moment that somebody does it. Like it's it's quick, fast, so you don't have yeah, to worry the, about that. The only reason why I I wanted to put it there is because like, um, if I have open time in my calendar and like I'm probably gonna forget what the fuck I'm supposed to do. So I wanted to make sure like that I have that in there. So I don't try and schedule anything else during that time accidentally, mm -hmm. but I'm sure I can override it somehow. So I'll just have to read into that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is, that is my piece on Calendly uh, for right, everyone. Yeah. That's I've had a few people ask me about it. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to info dump on here and <laughs> that'll be good. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for your share, Dan. 
little disclaimer not in the swats manual use it right at your own risk <laughs> yeah yeah talk, talk to your dm if you're if you're a student works operator yeah. um yeah daniel how was your week man what'd you get up to had a dope week actually i i don't know man i've had a lot of fun this week i'm enjoying myself also everyone else in my family got sick and i just cruised right through that shit so i those athletic greens yeah hey. yeah dude those <laughs> athletic greens going to the gym it's paying off <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've been having a good week. I went out cold calling. It was really fucking cold. Uh, we definitely put the cold in cold calling this week with that Arctic uh, wind front. I feel really bad if you're in Manitoba or, you know, one of those places, they got absolutely wrecked. So <laughs> um, it wasn't as bad here, but it was definitely like minus 20, minus 25 at points. And it was not super enjoyable, but we still got after it. We got 14 cold call leads this week. So how many um, hours was that? I think we put 18 hours in. So okay. Pretty yeah. solid. Dude, I don't yeah. I had like a historically bad week for cold calling this week. I'm I finished at 16 hours of cold calling and three leads. <laughs> like Oof. it was tough. That being That's said, tough. all three leads are super solid. Like they're very mm-hmm. serious about getting painting done. So I was like, ah, honestly, not the worst case scenario. Like, I'd rather have that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing I kind of Actually, I wanted to talk about this on here too, because I realized this week how many people are in sales jobs that I don't think they're qualified to be in. And I'll kind of explain my reasoning behind this. So like I've been looking for another car for the business because it's one of the things that I'm considering is bringing on another vehicle and then downgrading the one I'm currently using for my production manager, um, you know, providing a company vehicle. Uh, so that's one of the things that I've been looking at doing this year. And I'm... There's only one guy. I'm, shout out to Mark Tucker if you ever listen to this. Uh, you're you're a G. Um, he's the only guy that I've called or talked to, and I've talked to a few different salesmen, car salesmen in specific, um, where I called them was like, "Hey, like you know, this is kind of what I'm looking for." And literally every single one of them, the very first question they asked me is, "What's your budget?" Like, which to me just seemed very interesting. I was like, "Okay, like I kind of get why they're doing that." But then they would proceed to try and sell me something that I did not ask for. So like it just seemed so ass backwards to the way that we do things because we do the need satisfaction selling cycle, right? Where it's like, okay, let's figure out like, what do you need? What does your house need? And we'll sell you on that versus like some of these guys, like I'll be like, yeah, you know, like I want, I'm very specific. I want like a car that's a hatchback. And the reason that I want those is because they're fuel efficient. They're super easy to maintain. They're very easy to get ladders on top of. Like they're not hard, especially like for myself. Like I can beast mode a 32 onto my little hatchback, no fucking problems. Um, and then like the cost of maintenance, like fuel efficiency, all those things, like insurance is cheaper. So I was like, that's what I want. And then like 90% of them are like, oh, but why don't you want an SUV? Why don't you want a van? How come you don't want a truck? And like, I'm just like, guys, like you're not listening to a fucking word that I'm saying right now. <laughs> like, and it just like blew my mind because I just found this was like a repeat issue. Like I would call and be like, hey, do you have any like hatchbacks on your lot? And they'd be like, oh no, but we have like an SUV. Like, why don't you like get into an SUV? How much are you looking to spend? Oh, cool. We can get you a car loan. Like if you put this much down, it's just like completely like disregarded everything that i was fucking telling them and i was just like dude if i went into painting quotes with that fucking attitude like you just like walk in and they're like yeah like a perfect example is the quote that i did this weekend i like i went into the quote and as i was walking in i was doing an interior quote i noticed the exterior of the house really needed painting work 
but I just completely like was like, that's not why I'm here. Put blinders on. We're going to go inside and we're going to deal with what this guy wants to paint. And I booked the quote. And then while I was booking that quote, I pulled out my client manual, as we do with our client presentation, and made sure to highlight exterior work because I knew it was going to just put a little like bug in his head that be like, oh, yeah, like my exterior actually needs work. And when he saw the exterior work, he got all excited book the interior and then was like, yes, now let's go outside and take a look and was kind of like, hey, why don't I give you a quote for this exterior while we're here doing your interior instead of coming to his house and being like, hey, your house on the outside actually needs to work way more than your interior and like shooting myself in the foot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just it, I just found it really interesting because like I spoke to a number of like different like sales guys. I don't, I don't know what is that. That's probably the collect correct term car salesman. salesman yeah i don't know but and they were just they all seem to have the same attitude and i was like i feel like you've had no training in this field and you don't really understand what you're doing and it just i don't know i was curious to see what you guys thought about that because i just found it very bizarre well, i think they're approaching it from an aspect of like trying to make more money in a sense but like if they did it the way that you know we're taught to like put the client's needs first and actually understand what they're looking for like I have no doubt in my mind that they would just end up making more money that way. So it's like, <laughs> I think they're just misinformed. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It just didn't feel like they had any process. And, and the reason I shouted out Mark Tucker is he was the only one that when I was like, hey, like I'm looking for like a, a used vehicle for my business. He was the first question he asked was, okay, what are you looking for? And I was like, I'm looking for a hatchback. I want it to be, you know, a small car. I want it to do like X, Y, and Z. I need it to have a roof rack. And like, he just kind of was like, okay, awesome. And then he kind of was like, we don't have anything on my lot that fits that description right now. But the moment something like that comes in, I'll let you know. Instead of just trying to be like, get an SUV or get a truck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, most likely I'm going to do business with that guy because he actually listened to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, it was very interesting to me because I just, I, I've, to be fair, also that haven't dealt with a lot of other, you know, salesmen in their in their fields, quote unquote. Um, so it's just it was really bizarre because I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is how every person feels when they go to buy a car. And like maybe that's why like salesmen have such a bad rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool to be able to switch positions and kind of be on the the receiving end of some of that because probably put it into perspective how how like valuable the need satisfaction selling is too, right? Like how much the clients actually appreciate it that we don't, you know, like you said, push the exterior of their house on them when they are focused on getting their interior done. Like there's a lot of clients that really do appreciate when like you don't try and push all the additional shit on them. You just focus on what they're actually after and what, and what they actually do need. Like if they want something that, you know, doesn't actually need to be painted and you, you tell them that too, like people genuinely appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just been, it's been very interesting looking into these things and, and starting to kind of understand that I think a lot of people are in roles that they don't fully understand. Mr. Hollum. The very handsome nice Skyler join has us. just joined us. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> See, that's what I said. <laughs> hey, Skyler. So I started the call saying like, how's like, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how are you guys doing? And I was like, all right, I guess just gentlemen. And Daniel just found that hilarious for some reason. <laughs> really? <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> Glad me and you had the same idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, gosh. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, my uh, I was just chilling with my grandparents and they were 
chatty as could be holy crap i kept being like i gotta go i gotta go guys and they're like no one more story <laughs> I, I haven't seen him yeah I, I haven't seen him since before christmas and i like see my grandparents like probably like once or twice a week normally maybe like went on a cruise and my grandpa got like literally so sick like he almost Jeez. was gnarly actually like like hooked up to oxygen he was so sick it was pretty nuts so nice catching up yeah it was wild so they're good now though they're, they're like like seasickness or like he got well, like yeah like he, uh, he had a it was some sort of uh i always mispronounce this word i'm so bad at pronouncing it's nanomia or oh, pneumonia <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they called it like, <laughs> like they called it like super the super version of it like he uh it was pretty bad so but uh jesus yeah, it was they were and they were trapped on their cruise ship for like 21 days, I guess, after like the seventh day, they both got really sick. But they made it home. It was kind of cool. They there was this actual hired on nurse that actually flew with them all the way home and like made sure they got home and everything. It was kind of wild. That's gangster. Yeah. That was cool. So yeah. How are you boys doing? What did I what did I what kind of conversation is jumping here to? I was talking about um particularly like used car salesman and the, the yeah well I was talking about like the issue that I've been running into is I'm, I've been looking for a used car for the business that I wanted to get but every salesman that I've been talking to has just been like trying to like upsell me something that I don't want and so it's just been like this like interesting um situation where I've just been like calling around and talking to a guy and being like well this guy doesn't fucking listen to a word that I'm saying and then like you know next guy you know what I mean like and I've only had one and I, and I, he actually used to work at Honda with me. Um, and you know, he actually was just like, okay, like, what are you looking for? I was like, I want this. He's like, awesome. Like, what does it need? I'm like, I need like X, Y, and Z things. And he was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll let you know when I have that. Cause I don't have anything right now. So like, and try, instead of trying to like upsell me some random vehicle, he just was like, he just listened to me and I appreciated yeah. that. You know, well, that's a nice thing. Yeah. 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 I, got a, I got a hilarious story about sorry, or car salesman. My uh, my one franchisee, he's been looking for a vehicle. He's got like the money to do it and everything. Has he just doesn't have a car? And uh, I've been kind of helping him find some deals on Kijiji and trying to find something between like three and five G's. <laughs> and he calls me a couple days ago. He's like, "Hey man, so uh, I'm at a car dealership right now, and like my buddy, he like hooked me up with a great deal." I'm like, "Oh no, okay." And he goes, "Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna finance this vehicle for like uh, it's like two eighty five biweekly. I'm gonna put like uh, it was like three or five grand or grand uh, down payment on it." And he's like, "I'm leasing it," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So I started like talking through the process, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm like, do you realize? Because then his insurance is crazy as well because he's never driven before. Yeah, like, yeah. first tax was insurance is gonna be like around four k a year." And he only plans on driving the car for student work. So when he goes back to school, he doesn't want a car again because he doesn't need it. So I was like, do you understand that, first of all, leasing versus financing, like you lease a vehicle, you have to like keep it in mint condition. And if you bring that car back with like a little bit of paint on it or whatever that might be, like they're going to screw you through the ass on like getting it cleaned up and fixed. And I was like, when you boil the math down, if you're down payment of phone factoring in like gas for the car, by the time you get to end of August, you're going to be like 12 grand deep just to have a car. And he's like, oh, but the car salesman's been like helping me out. He's so cool. So I like really just like broke it down for him. He's like, oh my God. He's like, thank I'm so happy I called you, man. <laughs> like I brought myself into such a mess. So he he ended up actually getting uh I don't know if it's like I, I personally think it's the best deal yet still, but I mean it's reliable and he's got money, so it's not a huge deal. But 
he's he's his buddy or the dealership's gonna let him lease a vehicle for eight months and then he gives it back after the eight months and it's like 400 bucks a month i guess for like a 2017 like honda civic and uh then he just had to put like a like a three grand down payment on it so still like not the best option because he could have just bought something for like dude yeah and but whatever at least i saved him for so I, all i know is now he's got I know he's got money to put in his business for sure. So I don't yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better be sending out those money letters, boy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, but oh my gosh, I was sitting there and I was just like, I was like, you're kidding me. How did we go from, I'm about to go look at a car on Facebook to I'm at a dealership about to sign a 600 month payment plan here. So yeah. It was, yeah. It was more than that. Like, that's insane. Like when you think about it, like, I don't think people actually understand when they go to buy cars, like how fucked they're getting sometimes. Like, oh. If you're not educated, you can get totally swindled in the car dealership. Oh, it's... especially the interest rates right now and everything oh, too. So stupid. just for his payment and insurance, it would have been close to a grand a month. Yeah. Just vehicle moving. Yeah. And then not including gas money. Yeah. And it was a ton of stick. Plus, like with all the all the payments, he would have like a year or even less, uh, not even a year. Like as soon as basically he drove off the lot, he would have ended up paying like what he would for a new car that when he went back to uh, either trade in or to sell back to the company, like they wouldn't give him the price or the, the money for a new car because it's already depreciated. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Cars and mortgages are just, they're, they're tricky. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely worth getting educated about before you go and do that. And credit cards, for that matter. If you're using credit <laughs> cards, motherfuckers, you need to know what's up. Like, you will get shafted hard if you don't know how credit card works. Word. Word. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I don't know. I get scared to use my credit cards now. It's fucking brutal. Like, unless I have the money in my account, like, I won't use my credit card. And then, like, the moment that it goes through, it's like it gets paid off. Like, I just, I won't carry a balance. It scares the shit out of me. Now. I got I to gotta treat it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jordan's got me like to be such a big fan of credit cards. Yeah, no, like, they're very useful, but you yeah, just don't you don't way, keep but... a yeah you don't keep a balance yeah. on it. Use them, get your points. Like I'll put the transactions. Like if we go for like groceries, things like that, I'll put it through, and then I'll just pay it off, get the points, right, or get the you know cash back, whatever the case, right. But oh yeah, it, like you never yeah you never like like you said carry a balance. Like you always make sure it's paid off. Yeah, pretty much use it as you would a debit card. Um, no, the only like. Cause I'm, I'm definitely pro credit cards, like lots of benefits to them as long as you're using them. Right. The only argument I've heard that actually made very good sense to me was from Alex Ramosi. And it was that, uh, if you're using a credit card and you're not like paying it off, like right away. Um, cause like most people, they'll pay it off like every week or two weeks or whatever it is, or even like once a month before their billion statement, it's like, you're spending that money, but you're not actually seeing it come out of your account. So just psychologically, it doesn't feel like you're spending that much money. Whereas with the debit card, the second uh, you spend it, it comes out of your account and you're like, oh, wow, like I see that money coming out of there and it makes you not want to spend as much money. So I was like, yeah, you know what? That's good. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. well, a yeah. quick example with Connor, actually, he uh, he booked a trip back in December to go to somewhere in Mexico. And there was like this big, like cool event. There was like a music festival down there and everything. And the company that organized it went bankrupt and the whole event got canceled before he went out and they weren't like, they went bankrupt. So you can't get your money back. Right. Holy it was like three grand or something like that. But he paid with his, uh, with his uh, American express card for the whole trip. 
and he just he called American Express about it and explained the situation. And American Express ended up completely refunding him for the entire trip just because he they used they used his the card for it basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is the one nice yeah. thing about credit cards is like it's because if you think about it, it's it, it's not technically your money you're using; it's their money. Like it, so, the liabilities on them since it's like you're loaning from them. So that means if you are to like get like robbed or if someone steals your credit card and like they 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 put purchase on it or they go and tap your card everywhere they're not technically spending your money it's that company's money so then for mm-hmm. you to get your, to not have to pay that charge you don't have that liability versus a debit card you you do have it it's directly out of your account so if you ever try to like if you get money stolen from your debit card to try to like get that money back in comparison it's such a dick around it's a you. huge fiasco yeah yeah it's very difficult if they take it from your actual bank account versus a credit card mm-hmm that's so why you gotta. Right. I think it's Kevin O'Leary that said like you gotta have one like small credit card that's for all your like online transactions, things like that, and then like a bigger one for like your other like more like higher end monetary purchases, and then like Are you never sure it was use. Him? I can't remember who it was. I I almost positive I heard him say it, but because okay, I know like I I might be completely wrong here, but like yeah. from all the content I've consumed from him, he's very like uh very opposed to debt, which like with his situation with what his he's been through, like it, I get why. Um, but he's like almost to a to a fault, like really against yeah. any kind of even temporary I debt. Confusing so, him, with yeah. Dave Ramsey. Oh yeah, nope, that's my bad, guys. I'm wrong. Okay, yep. <laughs> I was like, this sounds like Mr. Dave Ramsey. If I've ever mm. heard. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know Kevin O'Leary loves his money. Like he, he, I saw like a video of him, and he's like, I get sad when I lose a dollar. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, all right, man, <laughs> all right, that's cool, but. But yeah, he he's has a like sick watch collection. Yeah, well, I'm sure he does. A billionaire. Yeah, that, that might help. You know, when you're a, a dragon, you can probably afford a few watches. <laughs> you see my sock collection? That shit's through the roof. But <laughs> dude, I actually get I get pissed if I have too many socks. I don't deal with that. I get mad. I fucking I can't handle it. I hate when like you're trying to like close your sock drawer and that bitch is like fucking pushing up and you can't get you gotta like shove your hands and like push it closed. Like no, fuck that. Rich people problems, am I right? (laughs) I'm still rocking duct tape on those holes. (laughs) Dude, I've had duct tape shoes. I've lived that life. I know what that's like. My Pumas got duct tape shoes. I love it. Yeah, my Pumas all through junior high. I had duct tape on them. It's good times. Also, you guys ready for this? Ready? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This desk is literally the coolest thing in the world. Oh, I thought you were standing up. <laughs> for everyone listening, Skylar's just levitating upwards right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you moving up or is your desk moving down? Well, you, you tell me. I don't know. There we go. Now it's in sitting position. Now there it's stupid. And then I can... Is it loud? Can you hear the motor going? No, we can't hear no. shit. Good. Okay, cool. This is yeah. the worst, worst podcast content ever. But oh, it's auto rising. No doubt. Yeah, he can set the height and then he can just push the button and it'll it'll move. Uh Skylar bought a four hundred dollar standing desk. And I've been doing initial calls today, and I've never had more fun. I've just been standing at this desk and I'm just like bouncing on the phone, just talking to them, and it's just <laughs> it's it's been fun. So greatest thing I've ever bought in my life, honestly. Probably a lot better on your back. Mm-hmm. yeah i just I'm, i don't like sitting still it's just uh don't like it so this has solved that problem i've been having Sick. a lot of fun with initial calls lately but i feel yeah. like it's because i actually i feel like i'm starting to get them 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely an area where I've been successful in spite of it. Like, it's like, I'm just like, now I'm just, I'm on the phone and I'm way more laid back and I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I'm asking questions. And I feel like I'm just kind of vibing with people more because I've just taken the pressure out of it. I just decided like, it doesn't matter anymore. And like, yeah. it's so much more fun. I love it. Well, I think it's just, I love what Jordan says about the initial call, especially like the last training we just had where he's just like, look, you got to treat it like you have a thousand leads and you don't care about the people that are going to waste your time. Like if, if you have five leads, you obviously will care about those people. But if you have a thousand, it's irrelevant because you have so many people to call that that person who's not fitting the category of what you need that works for your business or what you're trying to sell, then it's not your client. So you move on. So I've been really doing that same mentality of just like, okay, cool. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'm going to do well in this business. I just have to like do it my way. So mm-hmm. I also just realized how much more like, time I was wasting going to quotes that I knew I wasn't going to book. And it's mm-hmm. not that it's not that I knew that, but in the back of my mind, like there was enough criteria that I was like, I didn't check all of these boxes and any one of these things can now be an objection. And because of that, my likelihood of booking this job has dropped by like 20, 30, 40 percent. Mm-hmm. And just like knowing that versus just catching it on the phone and being like, oh, you know what? This isn't actually the right time for me to see you. And, you know, we're just not going to do that. And now I've saved myself an hour of my time plus drive time or I can dedicate that somewhere else. You know, like it's just. It, it just seems so much better. I'd rather do, do that on the phone. Do you find that you're actually like, like hyper aware of it now? And do you find that you're actually like, are you, run, are you running into a lot of like clients that are wasting your time? Do you feel like, like always, or do you feel like you're just getting better on the phone now to just get them to the position you want them to be in? Or do you find you do like, let's say you have 10 calls. Are you finding that out of those 10, if you talk to all 10, are you only scheduling like half of them? Are you scheduling eight of them, all 10 of them? Like, what do you find is different from last year to this year? I think it's a combination of the two. I've definitely gotten better at the 10 point calls because I've, I realized it was a weakness. Like it was definitely an Achilles heel for me. So I was like, okay, this is, you know, it's one of my areas that I don't think I'm very good at. I feel like I'm dialed when it comes to my estimates and doing the walkthroughs and getting people bought in at the time of the quote. But the problem is like, that needs to start before I come and see you. And so I think it's a combination of I've gotten better at it, but I've also like, I've just been disqualifying people from quotes. So like this week, how many people have I called this week? I'm just going to pull up some numbers here because I have a tremendous amount of leads. So we got 17 or sorry, 14 leads this week. And I had a couple carryover from last week. And out of those, I booked three estimates. So you know, some of those people I haven't actually like gotten in contact with, but I'd say I'd probably had 10 to 15 calls and realized like five of these people don't want work until July. So there's no urgency. And like, I could just tell on the phone call, they're like, oh, you know, like, we're just kind of curious. I'm like, okay, cool. Awesome. You don't sound like you're super serious about this right now. I'm going to give you a call in like May. And then when I have more free time in, you know, say June or July, I'll come see you then and we'll get you in before the end of the summer. So just like realizing that people... (laughs) Like there are people that I would have talked to this time last year that I would have been like pressuring myself to go and do a quote with that. I'm just not doing that anymore Mm, because it it does, it doesn't make sense. Cause it's like, I'm going to show up to their house and it's February and I'm going to be like, yeah, like we're booking, like, even for me, it's hard to be like, yeah, we're going to, we're already booking into July. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's like, most people aren't going to believe you if you tell them that shit, like, you know, so like 
I don't know. It, it just, I found it very difficult to set urgency for those kind of things. So I was just like, you know what, like, I'm going to call you in like two months from now when I have more free time, I'm going to come and see you then when it makes more sense. Cause then I can build urgency. I can do a number of other things. So like, it's just figuring these things out during the call. And I don't think I was very good at it in the past. I also think I was really desperate to go and do estimates versus this year. I'm just, I've just eliminated that energy. Like, I just don't think it serves me. Okay. So what do you think will happen though? I just had a curiosity sake, and this is just like a random thought I just had, but you remember last year when you had like that really crappy streak where it mm -hmm. was like, so do you think that you'll actually, I already know the answer. So I don't know why I'm asking this question, but I'm just more <laughs> or less curious. Like I'll obviously you're, you're going to keep doing what you're doing, but if like, if like something like that happens again in your business, do you think that you might start to like shift your thinking and like, maybe I'm disqualifying too many people and now I'm not booking enough work. <laughs> Or do you think that'll be irrelevant? I don't think I'm disqualifying too many people. I'm being very selective about who I'm disqualifying. Normally, they'll they'll say something to me that indicates they're not ready to buy. And usually that's right after, right after I hit the 10% off script. And I'm like, hey, do you think you can make a decision that day? And then they're like... Um, well, actually, I've changed the wording on that, too. I don't say, can you make a decision? I asked them if they if they think they would be able to go ahead with us doing the painting project. I found that that delivery mechanism is a lot better. Um, thank you, John Morgan. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but when I asked them that and they're like, well, you know, like we're just kind of like we're more looking for quotes or like, oh, we're not we're not you know, we don't need it done right away. We're probably, you know, thinking late summer, you know, early fall. It's like awesome. Like February is not the time for me to come and see you. Like, let's be real here. It, it just, it's not going to make any sense. I'm going to show up at your house and you're going to hum and haw and then we're not going to book it. So like, why would I come see you now when I have other people that would rather, you know, get into those April, May slots. So, I, you know, that kind of stuff will indicate to me that they're not ready to buy and then I'll disqualify them. Okay. What's the, what's the trickiest one that you've had? Like what's been the hardest one to navigate so far this year? Mm. I had a guy that wanted to paint like his whole house, like everything inside, outside. Like he was, I, he was way over shopping from like what I could gather on the phone. The and I just didn't think it was going to be a good fit. And then when I pitched him with the, do you think you'd be able to go ahead on the day of the estimate? He was like, well, no, like, you know, it's a lot of work and like, you know, I have to talk to my family and I have to do this. And I got to make sure. And it was just a lot, like he had a lot of reasons as to why he wouldn't be able to make a decision. And I was like, Hey, cool. Like I, you know, I'm actually not going to come and see you on that day. Cause I just don't think it makes sense for you at this time. And like, I would, I'd be happy to reschedule at a later time in the year. And then he was like, well, no, like if you're not going to come see me, like, I don't want to like do business with you. And I was like, okay, hey, great. Have a nice day. Like, <laughs> was that recently? Yeah. That was a couple of weeks ago, but oh, wow. like, old Dan would have been like, oh shit, like this guy doesn't want to do business with me. And I, I would have panicked, you know what I mean? And I would have been like desperately trying to like somehow save that situation versus like this year, I just kind of was like, oh, okay, cool. Like this is probably not going to work. Even if I was to like get this all right, like I just don't think him and I are going to be good. Like we're not going to be compatible. And it was just like, okay, cool. Like see you later. Now, have you ever booked a job though, where you've had a bad call like that? And the, they didn't say that they could make a decision. They made up all those excuses, but you went anyways and you still booked and the job went great. No. No? Okay, cool. Fair enough. Have any of you guys? Yeah, I've I've had them. Like yeah. that being said, I've had a lot more where I don't follow the systems um, that I know I should be following and, and ends up exactly as I expected. So it's like, <laughs> that's not a gamble I want to take. Fair enough. Better yeah, be like the, the percentage. I've thought about this too, Daniel. And like, I think just 
like you said, not being attached to to the amount of estimates that you actually are scheduling. Well, obviously, like you want to get your numbers you know, where you need them, but not attached to every single phone call because I've like I've had those people that it's the same thing. You know, you know full well going into the quote that you're like shit. You know, this probably isn't going to book unless I do an amazing job. You know, with the walk around and the quote presentation, and then you still think you kill it and they don't book. So, yeah, it's. I'm on the same wavelength as you for sure. It's, it's like that. Kind of ignoring, um, ignoring the minute numbers of like um, cold call leads, estimates, all of that. And it's like, yeah, you still want to be hitting all the numbers you want to be. Yeah, you need to be hitting to your goal. Otherwise, it would just be unreasonable to think you're going to get there. But it's like you don't want to have to force it because it's like it's great if you can schedule those 10 estimates each week or whatever it is you need. But if you realistically know only five of them should have been scheduled, like you're really doing yourself and the client a disservice. Like there's no point to it. And it's just, it's going to stress you out more. It's going to burn you out more throughout the year. Like you'd be much better off just booking those five or you scheduling those five and booking like four or five of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you could take the time where you would have spent doing those other five ways to quotes to call more clients mm-hmm. or estimates cold call do more calls exactly so literally anything yeah (laughs) and like for me like i would rather go to five quotes and book all five than go to 10 and book five you know what i mean like it just well i think we all would (laughs) well but it's the same it's the same number like you end up in the same place it's just you're not doing all of that added work because you're able to identify like this just isn't going to work Mm-hmm. Well, I agree and disagree because like, you're still not going to go out with the perfect sales process and you say the right things. There's still going to be people that just say no. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't be getting that five out of five, but no, still, but like, it, it would be, it would the be premise. Like two out of five. Yeah. Yeah. The, the premise is there, right? Like, it's just like, if I can do those calls exceptionally well and I can vibe with those people and I know that they're like my ideal clients and I show up to the house and I do all the right things and I nail the walk around and they book versus like doing all of that with 10 people instead of five. And out of those 10, I knew five of those people didn't really care if I did all that right. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I, 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 I'm on the same page. I totally agree. Well, Brady, like, do, you, do you and John do like, obviously I would imagine like, like, is there anything that we're missing here? You think? Like regarding what exactly? Well, just like, like you're, you're learning from John now how to do first calls and like what estimates to go to and what not to and what to look out for what what are some things you run into when you like disqualify a client basically what daniel said nice cool yeah i actually had it with a with an estimate that we did this week uh myself and jacob we did one and the guy basically on the phone he was like an older fella and he's like yeah you know max i have a policy i never make decisions on the spot and right away i was like yeah that's that's bullshit (laughs) everyone makes decisions um you just don't know about it um but anyway so like i re-explained it to him and all that and like he was still fairly stubborn about it but this was one where i was like fuck like i just need to like schedule it uh uh for my day with jacob because we had our estimate day so i was like this one like it's gonna be really nice if i book it like he's really serious about getting the painting done he's just a bit more stubborn so it's like i'm not gonna cancel it just so i can get feedback on the actual quote and we went in and we did the quote and uh, presented everything. He's like, yeah, no, that like, this all looks good. Like, I'm happy with the price and all that. Um, but like, you know, I, I really need to sleep on it and try to close him again. He's like, no, no, like I, I need to sleep on it. Like, um, you know, can I have a week to decide? Like, can you extend the 10% off? And I was like, no, like I explained to you on the phone, like, here's why once again, like 10% off literally just for today, like 
it's not gonna <laughs> not gonna be extended a weekend um he tried to like keep pushing me on the week and then eventually he's like okay like fine what about if i call you like tomorrow and I, this this house was like two minutes away from where i live so i was like you know what like if you give me a call within like 24 hour period here and you want to go ahead with the job like we can go ahead with it uh with that terms and all but like past that i'm not extending this for you um and sure enough the next morning he called and he went ahead with it and it was like a full exterior and I was like, man, I'm so happy I didn't extend this like a week. Dude, that's, that's, that's not a good yeah. move. I've done that so much in the past where I've been like, oh, like, yeah, you know, like I'll give you till the end of the weekend or whatever. And I just decided this year that was another thing I'm not budging on. Like the 10% is for today. If you cannot make a decision today, I explained to you on the phone why I need you to do that. And like, if you want to save the 10%, this is the deal. And I had one lady that was like, you know what, I'd, I'd actually like rather spend the extra money and have the time to think versus like get the 10% off. And I was like, cool, I appreciate your honesty. That's that's fine with me. But like, I just stopped extending that 10% off because then it is a sales gimmick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a respect well, thing too. I'm sure you've, like I've done that in the past and you like, you think you're being such a nice guy and they they, they really appreciate it, but no one ever appreciates it. And you get to the job and then they, they, they now are now, they're in control of that job now. You're no longer in control because they've They've won that first battle of it's I don't even have, you shouldn't even call it a battle, but it's just a psychological thing. And now they're like, oh, okay, he wavered in that. So uh then they're I feel like that's when you get like your extra picky client. You get your they're gonna they're gonna be on your ass about stuff. Can you do this for free for me? Uh this, this like all this different bullshit there, and they're gonna keep making you jump through hoops. And I, I would almost even argue that he probably wouldn't have booked a few if you extended it for another week on some level Probably, yeah. like, he's got pain he's got a backbone there's no way I can, how much how uh, yeah like, well, full full like all the signing so it's like five grand there you go so he's probably like and i've had that too like it's a shit test he's like i wonder like i'm gonna give this 20 year old kid five grand to paint my house like let's see what he's actually worth so he's battling on you to see if you've got a backbone and if you if you crumble he's probably gonna be like okay well yeah there go there there's my point right there and i've had that where i've like i remember once i was doing a quote last year this guy and the mom, like the two, like the, 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 the mom and dad are like, they were on me. Like they were like, it was like, I felt like I was getting bullied at one point. It was like, bang, <laughs> bang, bang. And he's like, he's like, come on. Like, I know that you like, what are your prices actually? He's like, I know how your business works. And you're like, you mark your shit up. Like, and he, and I was like, I literally walked out of the house. Cause I went to go readjust the quote to like play around with some stuff. I like called Connor. I was literally like shaking a little. I'm like, I was rattled. And I just like need a second. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like I've never had someone like come at me this hard before, but like, what's up? And I remember calling Connor and we both kind of discussed and I'm like, they're like, they're nice people. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in there and I'm, I'm going to give it right fucking back, honestly. <laughs> and I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to be not an asshole, but I'm going to like stand my ground. Stand or whatever. ground. Yeah. So I go in there and I was just like, fuck it. I don't even care what happens anymore. Like, let's just go at it. And it was a neighborhood I've done a lot of work in as well. So I was like, I have a reputation here, like screw off kind of thing. And sure enough, I go back in there and I'm just like, this is it. Like I'm not changing the quote again. Like this is what it is. Like we're, we're, we're like, I wasn't loading my numbers. I was just different options is what I mean by that, by the way. But I go in and then he finally is like, he looks at me and he goes, he's like, I like you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then we became like best friends out of nowhere. And he's like cracking jokes with me. And he made like a comment. I don't remember what the comment was, but it was something like, he's like you know and you just have to make sure you're working with the right kind of guy and i was like yeah and i just like we just kind of click there 
And then uh, it was kind of funny too. I was like wearing my uh, like I, I like to wear my like Skechers, my dad, my dad three thousands, and um, because they're easy <laughs> to get in and out of the house for the quotes. Never wear hard laces or hard shoes to tie up for quotes. Yeah, so dude, long. Skyler, and I'm surprised you weren't wearing Crocs. I should have been, honestly. It was just <laughs> the morales. The morales are for the summer. Yeah, but uh, I like went to go put my shoes on, and he's like, he's like, oh, you got the the speedy quick get out shoes on, hey. And I'm like, yeah, that way. And then I, I told him to, I was, I was just maybe a little, a little bit far, but I could tell he would, he would like it. And I was like, yeah, I put, I, I use these shoes so that way I don't have to pretend like I care about what we're talking about it when I'm leaving the quote. And then he just shakes my hand. He's like, good one. And then the job went awesome, but it was just like, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes people just want to test you. Like they're yeah. just seeing like, does this guy break? Like is he like are you confident on your prices do you know your shit like are you sold first you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like it's just it's one of those things i think people just want to test you and they want to see what they can get away with because most people are like that so yeah do you guys ever drop your prices because i've dropped prices like in my rookie year and like part of my second year as well and like every single time i gave someone a discount thinking i was going to be nice because i was like oh i have some wiggle room in this quote like i can it's a mistake it. yeah every single time i went wrong so now it's like unless there's some kind of trade of value something changing like there's no discount happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i agree with you i've only done it probably three or four times and yeah it's fucked me every time every time yeah every time no, the standards are the standards, man. If you follow the standard sheet and that's the number you come up with, that's the number you should use and don't waver on it and sell yourself in the car before you walk into the house. Cause I literally last weekend, I had a quote, I was doing that interior quote. Uh, it was just over three grand. And like in my car, I was like, hmm, this seems like it's too much. So I redid my math and it came out to the same thing. And I was like, I bet I could get it done. Like it was 3175. I was like, I bet I could get it done for like 29 something, you know, like just below the three grand mark. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, why am I like trying to like, convince myself yeah yeah. like i was like this makes no sense i was like you know what this is good this is the number i came up with it's gonna work everything's fine i just like resold myself on what we were doing and why it was the price that it was before i went in and did the quote and then like break it down for him and explained everything the way that i had to do it to myself to justify it and then it was good so it's just like if you come up with a number and you're not sure why that number is that number like if you don't know call your dm (laughs) and like get them to break it down like why did you come up with that number and make sure that you understand why you're charging people what you're charging them because like normally if you can justify it people aren't gonna like haggle you that's something that brady said to us last year remember like you just have to genuinely genuinely believe that you're the best painting company and like you're gonna provide the best service because it was just the only painting company no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) there's seven there's seven (laughs) but no like honestly though because if if you come up with that high price and you're like you know what like it's high but I'm actually going to provide this much value, if not more, then no, it's like so it, won't, it won't matter where you're going into the quote with. And really, like, if someone doesn't book with you over a $200 difference, then, like, yikes. Yeah. What are we talking about? I always, here? like, I don't know about you guys, but I always find the clients that book with me would have booked if I was, like, I don't yeah. know, like 10 to 20% higher. And the ones that didn't book wouldn't have booked if I was 10 to 20% lower either. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's, that's very, very, very true. And it's so funny because like the jobs that are the most expensive that you feel like, fuck, this is like, this is way too much for what, like, like in your head, like when you're in the car, you're looking at, you're like, holy shit, that's a lot. Those are the jobs that always go the best because like your painters aren't stressed. You're not stressed. The client's not stressed. Like everybody's, you know, on the same page and those jobs just go way smoother. 
and then you realize you're like fuck you know like maybe this is what i should actually be charging <laughs> yeah like all the time like it, well I, that's why I'm like yeah no like even because i have like my base standards and like i'm always fairly fairly generous with like my standards just to make sure like my painters are going to be able to comfortably hit it and they don't need to like bust their ass off just to barely hit 1.0 efficiency um as i've done sometimes it's like not only are they comfortable but i also like add in a bit more uh to the job just to make sure that uh our team makes a higher profit because one there's so many times where like a client will be like oh can we like throw in this little addition and it's like there's a power in being like yeah we can throw it in like don't worry about like the price the price isn't going to change like we'll do this on my dime and then that way they're that much happier but it's like you can't really do that if you don't mark up your jobs. Like obviously your booking percentage has to be there first. You can't start just marking them up and you need to make sure you're actually providing them a better service than like most other contractors. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's a power in just being able to charge a bit more and being okay with being kind of one of the higher options. Well, it's also that perceived quality too, because when you charge more, people automatically assume it with a better service. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just what, you know, like Lululemon and all those companies do. Like, yeah, their stuff's better, but it's not, you know, $150 better than what you could get at Walmart. Like, it's totally perceived value. That's like that wine experiment they did. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm. No, I, I I've heard about that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, a study or whatever. But basically, they took like, I think, uh, three wine connoisseurs and three different bottles of wine uh, with three different labels. And they're like, okay, here's like a $20 wine, a $80 okay. wine and like a $200 wine, whatever it was. Um, there they got them to rank him. Um, and basically because they knew the brands, they ranked like the most expensive one as the highest and all of them did it. And like, none of them were told, um, like what the others were ranking them and stuff like that. Um, and then at the end it was revealed, like it was all the exact same, like $20 bottle of wine. So it's like, just <laughs> because they thought it was going to be high, uh, higher in price, they thought the quality was going to be higher. And that's what they subconsciously kind of believed it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Human psychology is fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and honestly though, it's pretty powerful with your, with your painting quotes too. Cause if you come in at that higher dollar, like people automatically assume that like they kind of take your word for a little bit more because like, obviously you have to have your, you know, all of your knowledge and, <laughs> and actual value there to back it up. But like, if they think that you're actually valuable and you come in at that high price, they're not going to be like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, you know, they're actually going to, it's going to be pretty easy to justify. Yeah. It's also, I think like I've gotten a lot in my head over the years of like, Oh, like same as Dan was saying, of like, Oh, if I drop it by $200, like I think they're going to be more likely to book, but it's like, if you've, if you have like zero experience with uh, car maintenance or anything like that, and someone tells you that it's going to cost $300 to change your oil, you'd be like, yeah, you know what? Like this isn't a job I can do myself or uh, they think they can do it themselves. Um, so it's like, yeah, that seems reasonable. But it's like, if you work on cars, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like 300 bucks. That's, that's like, that's so unreasonable. So it's like every or pretty much every single person we work with, they don't know shit about painting and painting quotes. So it's like to them, the price isn't going to seem as unreasonable to as it would to you because they just don't have an as much of an understanding um, as what you do. Unless they've gotten other quotes. Well, true, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Then they, they, then they at like, least have like a, a, a range. You know what I mean? I, I will say one thing, Max. I think that's more specifically to interiors because I find exteriors 
are a lot easier to book than interiors. Everyone thinks they can paint the, their own living room. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like there's interiors are just so much harder to book than exteriors. Well, yeah, that's all... people aren't scaling the side of their house to, yeah. <laughs> to paint their third story siding, <laughs> but they could yeah. pop up on a stepladder and get their, yeah, get their yeah. walls. Yeah. And it's, it's just about like, it's, it's all about the value proposition. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I found actually that's it's funny that you brought up like the interior thing specific Brady. That was actually something up until Rick, I honestly want to say this year that I, I actually kind of like figured out properly. I always in my head had that belief that um, interiors were just like, I wasn't good at booking interiors. And like, I, I feel like I could never book like the big interior jobs, but I could always book like the big exterior or like an expensive fence or deck. Like that was like no problem for me. And I think the reason behind that, what I learned, like I spent a lot of time with Connor, like digging into that. He just kind of started asking me why, like, he's like, like what goes into an interior job. And I uh, really just like found out that in my head, like the belief I had behind an interior was that I was going into it with like, oh yeah, like anyone could just pick up a paintbrush and like paint their room because so many people do it. Like mm. we give that example all the time, even when we're looking for franchisees, like, have you ever painted your bedroom before? Or like, have you ever painted a bread? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's like the basic thing you go to. But when you really boil it down and I mean, yeah, because then it's like, okay, you have to do a fence or like a deck or like the exterior, you need a power sander. And it just, it sounds more intense just because it's outside. It's like raining, it's this, there's elements, it's hot versus inside. It just seems more comfortable. So I really try to like change my perspective, especially on the interior game, because there is actually a lot of work that goes into it and you need like ladders, you need multi-ways. You got to be super careful and not make a mess anywhere. Like there's so much that is like more terrifying about an interior job on like when you really boil it down than like an exterior job can almost ever be on, on some level. And I really started going into my quotes of that attitude more so where I was like, yeah, like this is a huge job. Like this takes so much effort. And when you'd have that person that's like, oh, I've done like a little bedroom or something before. And I'd be like, okay, but like, have you ever done your full house? Like you've ever painted a baseboard? Like, you know how much like debt, like how, like, do you tape your whole house off or do you know how to do it by freehand? Like how about patching all the holes and making sure they're leveled out properly? Like you sand them properly and they don't, they don't flash or anything like that. Or like how perfect your brush strokes have to be. So there's no like brush lines. Like there's so much precision that goes into that. And uh, I actually had that on like my, a quote I did last year for like, it was like literally just like a big open room, like living room and kitchen and just doing two coats of paint, but it was like 3,500 bucks. Cause it was like tall vaulted. It had like really fancy crown molding on the top. And they gave me that objection where they're like, it's just like our kitchen living room, like main space. Like how is this $3,500? And I started to like really breaking down and like walked him, rewalked him through the house. And was like, like, this is actually going to take you guys like a couple weeks to do if you do it yourself. Like you got to really look at this. And then I think the other thing I've, I've like tried to adopt as well, which I don't even know where I got this from, but I, I know we've all talked about it, but the whole, like when someone like asks you to lower your price, especially on an interior job, I find I'd always buckle be like, Oh yeah, you're right. Like we can, it's easy. Like we can handle it. But I really started going into it with more, like I'd ask them the question, especially I find it like lands really hard. If you're talking to like a guide client, I've noticed too, <laughs> but it's because it's always the guys that are a little more aggressive with it. But I all, depending on the guy, I'll, I'll be like, he's like, yeah, like we can lower this. Can't we like whatever. And I'll be like, super like straight tell me like how would you feel if your boss called you next week and he said hey like things are tight right now um we're actually have to pay you like five dollars less an hour next week and i'd be like would you like feel motivated to go to work that next week and then i'll then i'll jump into it and be like well like either would i so like because if i drop my price by five hundred dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever it might be 
I now I'm going to work that next week, making that much less per hour. And I don't think I'm worth that much less because I was like, my painter's got to get paid still. I got to buy the paint for your house still. Like all that is going to go into check. So the, the only place I have wiggle room is in how much money I make. And I was like, I don't think it's fair that I go through all this work and learn all this stuff. And just to make you feel better about what you perceived, how long the job's going to take that I should like take the hit for it. And I've like done that a few times with people. And it's just, they kind of like, baffled that I actually said that to him in the first place but then they're like oh that actually makes so much sense and like fair enough like I don't actually want to do that to you yeah well it's it's also like the way that you broke it down is what makes it effective because if you just say like hey I'm going to make less money and like I'm not okay with that they they might be less receptive but if you're like well it only comes out of a couple of different places one the paint so I can buy a lower grade quality of paint for your project which I can't do because I've already agreed I'm going to use this quality of paint for your project from this provider right to the labor so like pay my painters less which again can't do because my painters aren't going to work for me three my business operations which again can't can't do and then the last place is my profit so like if you actually dial it down for people and explain to them like hey this is how the business actually functions and if i don't do these things it won't function and the only other person that can lose is me and i don't think that's fair most people are pretty receptive mm -hmm. yeah i've even gone to the extent of being like like in all and all like, i'll just be transparent with them i'll be like look like i'm not going to be that pumped to go the extra mile for you if i drop the price and i'll just be like i'll just be straight like i could sit here and say i'll drop the price i'm going to go in above and beyond i'm going to really care but i was like Four months from now, when we do the job, I'm going to like look at it and I'm going to regret booking the job with you because now I'm going to be like maybe making 10% profit on the job and I'm just going to be pissed off because it's going to be a hard job. I'm not going to want to check in as much. And then my painters aren't going to like, they're going to feel rushed because I'm like, the budget's a little bit tighter and I don't have as much wiggle room. So I was like, I don't feel it's right for me to bring a team in thinking that they need to rush a job and, and speed through it because we have a tighter budget. I was like, I'd much rather have a, a healthier budget with more wiggle room. So that way we take our time. We make sure your house is being taken care of. If there's something extra that can get done, that's quick. We can handle it for you with no problem. Like, but it's like, if I come into the job stressed, my painter's going to come in the job stressed, you're going to be stressed. And it's just not going to be a good experience for anybody. And I find that most people are pretty receptive to that. And the ones that aren't, who cares? You don't want to work with them anyways. And you'll never see them again, probably. So So this yeah. is totally off topic, but I've been looking at your ceiling, Skylar, and it's really pissing me off. Like, yeah, okay, Scott, <laughs> Zach, I'm so glad you said that because it was pissing me off as well. It is not fucking symmetrical. Why do you have yeah. two, two bends on the right side, one bend on the left? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that, Zach. <laughs> like, I've been looking at it, and I'm like, I'm trying to tell if this is the angle or if my, like, I was like, what the fuck is that? Wait, if you this stand is... on if you stand on the other side, is the other side like that too? Like if I go change the angle, like yeah, like feels... yeah, yeah. let's take you for a tour. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, it's definitely just the ceiling. Man, my OCD is hating this. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is going the hell? on now? That is such a bizarre oh, ass ceiling. Oh my god. No. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. It's just the ceiling. All right. We're we're all just... good now. The room is the same shape, but yeah, the ceiling is weird. Remember when we were painting it too? I was like, this is it's kind of fucked, but yeah. Anyways, that was random. <laughs> How is everybody else's weeks? I know you guys briefly asked me and I kind of went on a tangent about car salesmen, but uh, how's everybody else doing? I mean, Don't all talk at once. <laughs> <laughs>
I was like, I'll go. Oh, get okay, yeah. see, this this always happens. We all like give each other the space to talk, and then we start talking at once. <laughs> get you going, Max. <laughs> um, no, it was good. Uh, booked some work. Uh, got tiny bit of leads and uh, scheduled some solid quotes. Um, I've been. I, I went to a couple different golf simulators this week. I don't know what Let's it is go. like, dude. I don't even golf that much. Like I. Like in terms of actual outdoor golfing before that, I think I've gone like two or three times and I just sucked. I like couldn't even hit the ball. And this week, just something sparked in me and I've been loving it. So um <laughs> no, I that's, love that. it's been a fun little thing. Zach, we're having a a little boys and girls franchisee event um out in Calgary here next Friday, where we're actually going to golf simu- simulator. I'll make an event for it. So if you want to come, you're you're gonna be invited. Fuck, that sounds really fun. I do have, I am trying to do as many quotes as possible next weekend. Keep in mind, but... Jordan Kipnis is actually confirmed to be coming to the event. So, ooh, okay. <laughs> what time is it going to be on Friday? Uh, probably like 7 30. Uh, and we're ripping the golf sim. Yep. And it, mm. it's a, it's a pretty cool one. Like, uh, I went there actually yesterday and they have, like, you get a private room. And also they like you can order drinks, like food, stuff like that to the room, play some music in there. And also like the actual uh, like pad where you tee off or whatever. I, I don't know the yeah. golf terms, my bad. But where you, um, where you from, you, yeah. yeah, where you hit from, like based on the terrain, it will angle it as well. Yeah, it's actually kind of sick. Do they yeah. like where people do they have clubs there for you or are people yep. bring their own clubs? No, all provided. What if I want to bring my own clubs? Can I do that? Go for it. Yeah. I don't know. They're not throwing any into lakes. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> okay. My first estimate on Saturday right now is scheduled for 10. So I can honestly probably do that. Zach's going to swing and let go of the club and it's going to go right into the simulator and destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, like the one time I've ever done that in my life is captured on video. I'm never going to live that down. Never going to live it down. I was actually yeah. funny enough. I was going through my uh, my camera roll, Zach, and I have that video saved. And Me like, too. <laughs> I, I still cannot figure out like how you launch that club. It's so good. Yeah, I I honestly don't know either. <laughs> Stop talking about it, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> won't call me. <laughs> what about yeah. you? What about you, Mister Brady? You've been so silent. Tell me stuff. Tell me about your life. Well, I can give you a short answer or I can go a long detailed answer. Long detailed. Go. I can give some detail, man. Yeah, I got time. So this is probably the be- one of the best weeks I've had in my entire life. And you've just been oh, sitting here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like. um, Just savoring the moment, eh? So, yeah, dude, I'm just so happy right now. Like, it's a self-realization mm. this week. Um, John was gone. So I was, he was uh, in Nelson for his mom's birthday. So I was solo this week, um, booked 45K. Dude, let's book um, Yeah, and then just- Is that the like, most you've ever booked in a week? With John, yeah. That's no, they didn't trail we're, my records. We're like talking 60K. to the legend here. He does 10K exteriors like nothing, so. <laughs> yeah, that's like, whoa, four jobs for you, Brady? <laughs> uh, this week was actually, yeah, let me see. I think it was five. I'll tell you right now, okay? It was one. We need to bring this boy to Edmonton or Calgary. This is bullshit. It was one, 
two, three, four, yeah, five jobs. So, right on par. That's that's yeah. what we what we expect. We'd expect nothing less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was what was your realization that you had? I just had a realization this week of like how grateful basically I am of where I'm at right now in life from all the decisions I've made. Um, two of the jobs I booked were strictly off of John's reputation. Um, like both clients literally booked on the spot said, yeah, we're going with you guys. Cause you're professional. We, we've heard of John, we've heard of his work. We want to go with you. So like wow. just hearing that, I was like, how does it like being grateful to like be working with John mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. someone like, I, I just like not taking it for, for advantage, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And then I just like, I'm happy to be being trained. Like me and John have a good relationship. Like he's not training me like just business, like life too, like mindset, like he buys me books, mindset all this stuff. Um, I like, I even help him. Like we, like when me and Calvin do clona, we go to the gym every Monday, every morning together, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we work out together. John's like gone significantly stronger in that aspect, but it also made me like think back farther of like, so I would say as of right now, John is my mentor. So I'm just like super grateful for that. But then I thought back farther, like two years ago when I started student works, how like Jessica was my mentor. Like I have to give like major credits to Jessica because Technically, I wouldn't be here in Kelowna if it wasn't for Jessica for fucking mm-hmm. DMing me on, on LinkedIn and saying well, <laughs> for the business opportunity. So like, yeah, so I just had a realization of like thinking back to like um, like everything and being grateful. And then kickboxing was a big one. I went kickboxing. I was getting just out of pure luck. I just got paired with one guy who's a He's a jiu-jitsu champion, two-time gold medalist in jiu-jitsu, and he's been kickboxing now for two years. Jesus. Um, and he's trying to be a pro MMA fighter, and he's only 21. And he was, like, just training me one-on-one. And the stuff I was learning was amazing. Um, we we're practicing high kicks, and I couldn't, like – I'm not, like, super flexible, so I couldn't, like – kick. like, we're trying to kick heads, right? It's like, you guys know how hard it is to kick a fucking six-foot tall person's head. So I was like, I couldn't get up there. And he, like, gave me a tip. He's like, when you kick, lean back, uh, lift up your, like – the heel of your toe and like balance on the ball of your foot and then when you bounce like twist your body and twist the ball so like, he showed me one example and then i went and i did the exact example and after my first try he's like he's like holy shit Brady, that was perfect and i was like thanks he's like do it again i did it again he's like do it again let's do it again so three times in a row he's like dude he's like i literally just taught you how to do this showed you and then you copied me now you're doing it perfectly he's like you're such a quick learner and I was like, hey, man, I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to become the best version of myself every day. And he looks at me and he goes, I love that. And I was like, damn. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, this is it. Yeah, so that was good. And then just I started this new thing. So every Saturday we do UFC fight nights with all the Kelowna boys. So we had uh, me, myself, my brother. Sorry, myself, my brother, Kyle. <laughs> me, uh, myself, and I. <laughs> uh, Ethan and then Talon and Aaron. Um, and yeah, just watched the UFC fight with all the boys, had a good talk about life, businesses, pretty much everything, self-improvement, everything like that. And yeah, just super, super happy, super proud, super proud of, of my brother. He's doing really good. Just, I feel like it's hard to live with me because like for a lot of people, I'd, I'd probably be a douchebag or an asshole if they lived with me because I just trip my brother the whole time, but I do it because I want him to succeed. Yeah. Like if I walk over and he's on the phone, I'm like, get off your fucking phone and start calling people, Kyle. yeah it'll be like it'll be like like four like let's say we go door knocking from four to seven 
So it'll be like 353 or like I only door knock Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Kyle goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. So if it's like like last Thursday was like 403 or something like that, or like an example, like Kyle, like go fucking door knocking. I was like, leave, leave the house, like get outside right now, go door knock. I was like, <laughs> I was like, your business ain't gonna run itself. So <laughs> sure, um, yeah, I'm just glad he's putting in the work and he's starting to see the results. Um Coach Brady yeah, so. in the house. It was a it was a good week, man. I just had a good good realization of the lifestyle and can keep putting the work and then starting to notice that the work's finally paid off. Just feel like made the right decisions along the way. So, That's so cool, Brady. I love that. Been man. a good week, man. Thanks, dude, man. it's so yeah, cool to hear that too. Because I, I remember like like meeting you in your first year. I feel like I don't even remember. What, did we meet in Mexico? Is that when like you and I like first like talked? Yeah, in Mexico. You and, we met you exactly. Zach with buddies. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember just it was so fun like talking to you. Like I just I loved how you're just like yeah like I just like got into this like I left my job and like I was gonna be an engineer, and then like I just wanted to do this and grow. And he's like like I literally like spent like my first like month or a couple months or whatever it was of student works just like calling all of the like top people in the company that did this just to like learn from them and like. And I just, I love like, especially you just like, I feel like you're, you've been such a sponge over the last like few years and it, it just, it fires me up. So it's been, it's been cool. Like seeing where you've come from and like where you're at now. And even like of John, you're like, like, how did that even happen? Like you just heard John on the podcast say he was looking like, he's like, cause remember on that one episode, he's like, this is a service announcement. Who wants to work with me kind of thing? Like, <laughs> no. Is that how you jumped on it or how did that happen? No, he called me in January. Oh, he called in January. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's just cool. I just I love that you're just like, because I I I just I, I see a lot of like, and all of us, I suppose, but I I just really have a lot of respect that you you see opportunities and doors and you just open them and go through them and you don't question it. You just you just send it, and I I love it because I I like to live my life the same way. So it's it's cool. Yeah, that's why yeah, I like awesome about our group. Yeah, it's been yeah. awesome watching you over the last year for sure. Because like, you've definitely experienced a lot of a lot of growth. Like from the start, like when we kind of started our call with, you know, like even from when you and me just had our call. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember like before it was just uh, myself, Daniel, Zach and Skyler. And we had our call. I think we went for like a month or two or something like that. Um, and then Zach's like, yeah, I have this call with this guy named Brady. And I was like, oh, like, I think I've seen him on the leaderboards. Like, um, but you, you were like, yeah, we literally have it like an hour before, like an hour after our call. And I was like, why don't you just, yeah. like, just bring him on? Um, like, seems like, <laughs> seems like he's doing pretty good. And yeah, no, then you brought him on Brady, just every episode doesn't talk that much, but he listens, he learns. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, super, super grateful for you guys too. Like fucking, yeah. You guys obviously know the stories. Like last year I would have hired six people without you guys. Cause I wouldn't have called them. So <laughs> like, I, like, yeah, I just been thinking about life lately and just super happy pretty much with every everything that's been happening that happened i love that, I love that Bruce. Awesome, thanks for hearing that that's awesome how did this even yeah. start did anyone how did we even start i, even, I was thinking about i that think right it now. was because we all had a goal of 300k and oh. um i came up to like zach or somebody and i was like hey like what's your goal and he's like 300k i'm like sick okay we should like we should have like a little accountability group or something. And then Daniel's like, I'm also at 300K. And then you were like, I'm also at 300K. We started like a little WhatsApp chat um, the night That's before cool. training in the lounge. Yeah. And I remember Is I was that where it was. Like, That's cool. Yeah, I was sitting in, you know, like in the far corner of the lounge there, like yeah, kind of yeah. back by those TVs. I was sitting there and then I started chatting with Max. I hadn't really talked to Max much at all. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of got into a bit of a conversation. Then Daniel and Skyler managed to find the way over because. I think you guys just got to the the hotel and then we just all like started started chatting about what our goals were. And Daniel and, and I, I 
trying to kick each other's asses since the inception here. So, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, "Fuck, I got two calls. I'm like, this is gonna be so stressful. Like, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to hop off my call with Brady and hop around to the call with these guys. I'm like, how the fuck is this gonna work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we only did it for a couple of weeks, and I was like, "Boys, we gotta, we gotta merge this <laughs> together." <laughs> no, that's so cool. Yeah, because Brady and I initially had a call with Landon, like Landon Young. Oh, right. It was the three of us at first. Yeah. We started we started that in like June of our first year or something like that. Yeah, because we did book club and then yeah. we got Landon and then we were going to get Josh and then yeah, it just fell apart. Yeah, huh. that, that, that crumbled. But because I remember, I think I like texted you in December or something. I was like, or you either you texted me or one or the other like oh we're gonna start this thing this thing back up or what like yeah because yeah, obviously yeah. it fell off after the student work season because there's you know there wasn't really much for us to talk about yeah but that's what i find actually really cool like because we started talking like in january last year um every week and we had like a lot of student work stuff to talk about and then even as the fall like went on and we went through winter and like there wasn't any student work stuff going on we still managed to have like very interesting uh conversations and those are honestly that, my favorite honestly i kind of i almost like those conversations more which i never thought i would like i was like i don't yeah. know what to talk about like and it was just like fun like we just we just would come on these calls and just it was just a blast like cracking jokes i, I remember like there'd be some nights i'd like get off the call just like wiping tears from my face it was so funny like <laughs> <laughs> well it helps because we're a lot closer now like mm-hmm. yeah just for the amount of conversations we've had like fuck we've been talking for you know well over a year like Year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not well over, but like over a year. Hundreds of hours of dialogue every Sunday. Yeah. 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 Like I don't think we've actually missed a conversation. Like a week. Well, actually, maybe maybe one or two. But like, mm-hmm. well, we just rescheduled though. Like we make up. For yeah. It. Yeah. We usually yeah, make we... up for it. Sometimes, like one or two of us might miss. You know, like when I went to Cuba, it was like I missed. Two like Sundays, one of us might miss you know? a month or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it happens. <laughs> yeah. Scattered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping any names, can, but can like. Out. 11 months of consistency all they remember (laughs) but no it's it's cool and i love that like it just makes me laugh too because like i i just i I can i just i i can remember like my first experiences with like all of you individually and it's just and like they all start the same with like any other random person you're like cool there's this random person like hi so and then it's just like like of Zach. I still love how Zach like Zach was. Remember, like he's like out white court by himself and he's got nobody. And Connor's like, "Well, you should like talk to Skyler or whatever that initiated." Then like, Zach yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he's I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey, man, like I just want to meet you. Like, can I take you out for breakfast? And I was like, sure. So we, we like went to these and like met each other, and it was dope. We just were like sat there chat, and he breakfast. I was like, this is the coolest rookie ever. I was like. <laughs> First time I, I met was... Zach was at the at the very end of his first year. I think it was in Sask, right, Zach? Um, when we were playing like uh, paintball there, and yeah. I see you like pull up to the hotel in a BMW. I'm like this guy, <laughs> and then and then we all like went for a for like a midnight stroll to go find some pizza. Which oh my god, that was some delicious pizza. That was the best oh pizza my gosh, that was the life. funniest walk ever. I remember that. Yeah. Oh. yeah and then yeah, Zach and I, and I started deep on that. To- uh, yeah, we, we started like walking back and I don't think I've, I, I've like ever talked to you at that point. I'm like, hey man, like how's it going? And you're like, good, good. And then we started talking about like your year and you're like, I did 150. I'm like, that's pretty solid. Like I also did 150, but I'm a second year. So fuck, I got a second <laughs> game. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, it was, it was cool. 
No, I remember that. It was that. so funny. Yeah. We were like, isn't that the night we like ordered the pizza and it took forever and we like, like napped on the lawn? Like outside. Yeah, we all laid on <laughs> <Yeah>. the grass. <laughs> it was like two in the morning. We had a little power nap. Dude, what is it about late night pizza that slaps so hard? Like even oh, at training dude. like last yeah. month when we got the pizza at like two in the dude, morning dude. and we were all just down in the lobby eating pizza. It was the fucking oh, best. Oh my God. And yeah, I didn't fucking get any. because you got, okay, This is... <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, this is how this is how good this story was because Brady, you haven't heard this yet. This is no. like the best thing ever. So I'm like starving. There's a lot of people in our in the room though, and I was like, look at the guys. I'm like, okay, guys, we got to get some food. Like this is ridiculous. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna order pizza, but it's like it can't be for everyone. It can only be we're gonna pick like six guys, like tops, and like that's who we're getting pizza for because we get it for everyone. Like no one's gonna pay each other back, and like I'm just not into that. Like I'll, I'll buy it for a few, you know what I mean? And so I was like, but also there's so many people in the room. If we all leave at the same time to go downstairs to get the pizza, it's going to be too suspicious. So I was like, we got to like stagger the way we go down. So like I go down and then um, the, who came down with me? Was it? I think, I think you and Connor went down and then I went down yeah. with, I think it was Max. Was it Max? No, no, no. I, I fell asleep. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Anyways, there was like a select amount that like we'd come out and then it would be like, I had the pizza and then like one guy would come after the next. It was so funny. And then Zach was so involved in his conversation upstairs. He was part of the six guys that he didn't even realize we left. So we go downstairs, we eat the pizza. Zach's nowhere to be found. We come back up and he's like, Oh, right. The pizza. <laughs> like, they were too good. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even notice they were gone. I think I was talking to Tegan and we were just like yeah, getting, getting deep into it. And then all of a sudden they walk back in the room. I'm like, you guys fucking left already? Like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even know. And yeah. then they brought like one piece of pizza back and then someone else snatched it. And then, yeah, it was a, went to bed hungry. That's a Zach move. <laughs> Get some Tyler, of those the first time uh, that me and you met? Um, I was actually, it was, I remember the first time meeting you was in a, was in a role play in your first year at training. I was like, oh my, were we doing the cold call role play? Yeah. And you were so ridiculous. I was laughing. Dude, I, man, I forgot if it was you or Ilya. This is man. This is hilarious. So we're we're doing a cold call role play. Skylar does his and I'm like, okay, okay. And it's my turn to do it. And I'm like, Hey, I'm Max. I'm a student works painting. I guarantee you I'm going to be the best painter in Calgary and I want to paint your house. That was my opening pitch. (laughs) And Skylar's like, wow, that that's pretty confident, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) He was just just saying the most ridiculous shit. I'm like, who the fuck is this rookie? It was so funny, but it was like in a funny, playful way. That's gold. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I remember you like cracking like the weirdest jokes with me too. And I'm like, this guy's hilarious. Like, this is crazy. I might try that cold calling. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I met Daniel. I can't honestly can't really put a I might have met Daniel on. like when we had that sit down. Um, like when we originally started our 300 k club. Cause I remember he like pulled up in a black suit, golden wash. I'm like, damn, this guy's pretty baller. <laughs> but I, I don't <laughs> think I talked to him before. Sure. That. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because everyone thinks that like like I'm a baller on a budget. Like everything that I own, it looks really nice, but I guarantee you, I did not pay a lot for it. I guarantee you. <laughs> like I'm very good at getting nice looking shit. It's real cheap. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's how you gotta live. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's probably how I met Max. I didn't meet Brady until Mexico. Like I never, I've only seen his face. I've I've only oh, ever talked to him on yeah, yeah. on Zoom, and that's then I okay. actually. That's how I met him too. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a lot taller cruise. than I thought. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I didn't do Bow Cruise. I went to uh, Cuba. So. You would have met him first year, Bow Cruise. No. 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 What? You guys didn't talk? Not not no. in our first year. No. No. Yeah. Thought, but you know what's yeah. even funnier to think? To this day still, the five of us have never been in the same room together. Yeah, dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We've had four <laughs> multiple times, but never yeah, five. We've had a never rotation five. of some version of the four. We've had four, like, probably five times. One match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meh, one day. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. The universe is going to implode if we yeah. ever, if we all stand in the same room. We're like the five infinity stones. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, like, realistically, like, Mexico next year could definitely happen, right? Yeah. Well, Oh, because oh, you can come as well. They let you go as John's like sales guy because I guess Jocelyn was there. Yeah, nice. And then Daniel, you obviously can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. as long as as long as I hit my goals. Well, I, you, I, I like yeah. <laughs> I like it. You like Wait, it, what's the ProWorks? What is what's the ProWorks entrance to Mexico? Uh, it's two hundred and fifty k. Okay, that that makes sense. That's a good number. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's wild, and they have it for fourth years. Fourth year operators is what. 215 right now is that what it is for me? i think it might be yeah it's either 215 or 225 i think for us uh yeah, i think for me it's 200 random sidebar i said five infinity stones there's six and i'm just realizing this now so yeah so all, i was gonna i was gonna yeah, say I was for all you marvel people that are about to call me and roast me i fucking i'm good <laughs> i'm good <laughs> no i was thinking because like i was like five i was like the five on the head yeah i was like five, yeah like fuck <laughs> i don't want to get wrecked by some geeks was <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie attack of the nerds or something like that attack of the geeks or whatever. <laughs> revenge of the nerds that, that yeah movie. yeah that's a pretty yeah. funny movie that's a good time that's a good comedy i've never seen that what the fuck's it called revenge of the nerds revenge, revenge of the, the nerds, nerds i think it's so funny interesting i like it what about yeah, you, Max? How was how was your week, Max? I'm asking you again. Yeah, yeah. See, two weeks in a row, baby. I don't want to know. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're cutting off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Daniel. You asked me once, like I gave my answer. I don't know. I don't know if I had enough things happen to give you a second answer here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. What about Skylar? Besides seeing your grandparents. Uh, oh, hold, this on, is hold, good. On, hold on. Hold on. Go, go. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Uh, Yeah, so something actually, it's been especially prevalent this week where I had to like switch it up, but it's been something that I've been trying to dial in for a while now is like, I've been tracking my habits and the one I've been struggling with the most is consistency of sleep schedule, like going to bed at the exact same time and waking up at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. So I had it set of like um, my habit that I had to keep track of. It was like, uh, waking up like when I intend to, uh, not hitting like any snooze alarms, nothing like that. Um, and that wasn't really working. So this week I switched it up and I was like, okay, now I just need like switch it up and go to bed when I intend to. And like, hopefully that resolves the waking up and it's still been tough, but <laughs> that's been like my, my number one habit that I've been struggling so much with. So if anyone has any, any tips and tricks, any, get a loop strap. <laughs> no seriously though this is my sleep chart for the last seven days i've been a sleep god man i've like literally yeah. since i've gotten my whoop i go to sleep like consistently around the same time because there's a sleep coach on here so like 
my alarm is actually programmed to go off when I get the adequate amount of sleep that I need. So if I don't go to sleep at the appropriate time, I'll sleep longer than I should. And then it fucks the rest of my day up. So like, I'm like mandatory, like in bed by like 10 read, like do my shit. Right. Then go to sleep because like you can program it to do different things. But yeah, like since I've had it, I've just been like on track because I always want to get a hundred percent sleep or as close to that as I can. Cause then I perform better and I can do more and I can have a higher strain, things like that. Um, but then you can track all these kind of things and you have like charts and graphs and you can kind of see where you fuck up. So I don't know for me, I found it's, it's drastically improved it. Cause I thought I was sleeping really good and then I got it. And now I actually am sleeping really good. Hmm. Okay. Or you could also get this app. That's like, fuck. Hold on. Hold on. All I see is the sun. What's yeah. I don't see anything. <laughs> Bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh, is that just your a- alarm no this is called alarmy it's really not doing me any justice to show it on my screen yeah, but it literally just looks like alarms yeah, yeah it's alarms easy. is that like 25 at zach yeah, no they're not all on they're just for <laughs> okay anyway um <laughs> You guys no. ever heard of the clock on the iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I use, dude. <laughs> this actually does have a perk. So the perk of this alarm is that uh, when it goes off, you have to walk with it in order to turn it off. Yeah, but didn't you say so, you just lay in your bed and you yes, shake it? <laughs> there's a way to do that. But there's also another one where you can set it, which I am changing to, that you have to scan a barcode or something. And then Rochelle gets pissed off because you're laying in bed shaking yeah, your phone. She gets, and your yeah, she gets mad. <laughs> Here's my problem. Like, I'm okay with getting up. It's more just like not falling asleep. Like, I've had so many times where I'll wake up, I'll be fully awake, like I'll make breakfast, like do whatever I need to do, and then walk past my bed and be like, oh, I'm going to sit down for a second and then open my eyes like three hours later. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> how did I fall asleep? Oh, that's fascinating. Don't go back to your bed. Close yeah, your bed. What if you woke up? What if, because I've been finding, because I, because I, I think that's probably, I feel like it's a basement suite thing. Um, I think no, if, well, I mean, no, just, even like, even before, like I've always had this, like, it's just, I don't know. Well, what do if you just like, have like a weird up? dialogue in the mornings of like convincing yourself on why it makes yeah. sense to go back to bed? No. I, I know what you yes. mean, like I've, I've been there. <laughs> But what about if you just like, I've been, what I've been doing is like, I'll wake up and just like, I'll try to like, just go outside or like be in the sun or like, like have the like lookouts. That's why I say I think it's a basement suite thing. Cause you have such little like natural lighting down there that it like, for me, if I was in a basement suite like that, it just feels like it's like nighttime kind of like all the time, sort of it's like kind of dark and gloomy. So what if you just like woke up and you just like walked outside and like, like, ah. Yeah, well, it's fine. Usually, like in the mornings, it's like um, it's more if I'm trying to wake up at like uh, five thirty, six a.m. where it's still dark outside. But no, the the weather aspect will definitely like will definitely kick me into gear. I think. Yeah, well, f- you're talking to the wrong guy because I I hate waking up that early and I never will. So <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a seven to like nine a.m. kind of guy. I've been what sleeping... time did you say you were waking up? Me? Yeah, six a.m. Why? Why are you getting up at 6 a.m.? I find that um, usually like if I get like the things I want to get done in the day, like for me personally, aside from business are uh, meditating and uh, working out. And I find if I don't do do those things in the mornings, it's really easy for them to slip away and for me to have to do them late at night um, or for them to just get postponed like altogether. 
Um, so I find when I do it like first thing in the morning, it works the best for my schedule. And, uh, with like, with quotes, with calls and all that, okay. if I wake up at 9am, it's just, it, it really like kind of throws off that schedule. What about, what about like seven thirty? Cause I used to do that too. I was the same thing. I was five thirty, six thirty. I was getting up and I'm the same way. I need to get my gym done first thing in the morning because otherwise it's not happening. That's when I have the best energy. It's when I'm the most focused. It just works best for my life. And it gives me the kick that I need for the rest of the day. But instead of getting up at six, I've been getting up to like seven 30 in the gym by eight home by, you know, depending on how my workout goes most days by about 10, that gives me enough time to do some morning phone calls and then have my lunch, do some afternoon phone calls and then go cold calling. Now in the production season, that's probably not going to work as well. It'll have to dial in, but then you'll be busier throughout the day. So you'll automatically just be awake and busy and doing stuff versus right now. I feel like it's because you have those windows of time. You're going back to sleep because it's, it's like, easier to be tired. It's easier not, to be tired because you're not busy. So instead of getting up at six and going to the gym and then coming home and then falling asleep, why don't you just sleep in an extra hour and a half and try that? Yeah. All right. See you, Brady. Um, yeah, no, that's, yeah. I'll play around with that. Um, it's going to depend on kind of, obviously right now, I think it's very manageable, but as, as I start to pick up on estimates and interviews and all of that, it might have to be adjusted a bit, but nothing do you, just, do you like waking up that early like is it, is it do you like it well i like it i like i don't enjoy the feeling of it but i enjoy the feeling of um like it definitely feels more productive like when i wake up at like 7 8 a.m i feel lazy oh interesting that's like my sweet spot hmm. like 7 30 to 8 30 is honestly like <laughs> yeah i'm also the type of guy that doesn't start cruise till like 9 a.m i'm just like a function better when i don't wake up as early i've i've tested it so many times i've just I've figured out my body's not that guy so <laughs> i love that my body's not that guy it's just not like i i've tried it and i just that's, miserable that's how i feel about shirts fuck shirts hey? <laughs> yeah, well, should, we, should we just all do the shirt off in the fucking hotel room <laughs> yeah man i don't know when i was in mexico <laughs> i can't remember i think i said something along the lines of like shirts are just really not for me <laughs> yeah i remember that <laughs> yeah it's not my thing it's not my shit yeah i don't know if it wasn't minus fucking gazillion outside all the damn time i would just walk around shirtless also if i didn't have clients and jobs things that you know yeah. if it wasn't a, a, a societal standard you'd never see me in a shirt <laughs> straight up <laughs> i mean fair enough man yeah <laughs> if i had the daniel ready physique i probably wouldn't want to wear <laughs> a shirt <laughs> either yeah, daniel's gonna be like have a nice house out by the beach, nude beach nearby. Just... No, 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 no. <laughs> nude beaches oh, are always top half. Here at the bottom half. Nude beaches are always full of people that shouldn't be on nude beaches. Let's be <laughs> let's be real here. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I don't want a nude beach, but a beach that is in my future. A house by a beach, one hundred percent. That mm. is that's gonna happen. I'm literally trying to build my life for that. I like it. I do like that. That'd be fun. It's kind of cool that Brady left. I can like see your faces better now. Yeah, it looks <laughs> zoomed in, enhanced. Yeah, I'm going to tell Brady he said that. <laughs> well, I well, mean, he'll hear it. <laughs> if he listens, he'll hear it. Little mm. Easter eggs hidden in here. 
fuck. <laughs> okay. I think we're yeah, derailing think this, a little yeah, bit. <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> are we, are we uh, calling anybody, it? We're derailing. Anybody we're have derailing. any final thoughts? Any this is final like, shares? This is literally, I think every episode is like around an hour 45. And that's just the way every episode works. Mm-hmm. Well, last time we, we did over two hours, I think. Mind yeah, you, our, okay, co- our conversation was a little bit intense for a period of time, but you yeah. know, Dude, yeah, a lighthearted one. Hey, yeah, this was like, a good one. Yeah, who like we haven't like made someone almost cry of like oh, a little bit of gratefulness. We didn't, gratefulness, we didn't do our quotes. We didn't do oh, our quotes. Brady, come back. Wait, we didn't do our text quotes. Them real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys have some? Um, uh, I can probably fix fix one fix one up here quick. Okay, cool. I'll just. I'll let you guys search. I'm I'm gonna find mine. It's in my book here. I am also searching for mine. So, mm, I got okay. a good one. I got it. Go, Zach. Go. I do not know who this one's from. I wrote this in my my quotes and ideas quite a while ago. Like I think last year. But oh, it's the last man standing is always the tallest. Mm-hmm. So pretty much what, it just means like what if it's a lot <laughs> then you're not tall. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like pretty much it just means that like the person who never quits and is always persistent is gonna gonna end up, you know, being the most successful, whether it's whether they start off the slowest or you know, they don't have you know all the advantages or they just keep getting derailed, like that person that doesn't quit is gonna end up on top. Yeah. Did you get a haircut, Zach? I did, yeah. Looks Thanks nice. for noticing. It's only been two hours. How how do you know what it looks like? He's wearing a hat. You can see I the just, sides, bro. I know him that well, Daniel. Max is like, looks nice. I'm like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Yes, I did get a haircut. Thank you for noticing. Very nice. And thank you for your quote. I like that. Uh, my quote is from Gary Vee. I um, heard it a while ago. And it's, there's no self-development without self-awareness. You can read as many books as you'd like. But if you can't read yourself, you'll never learn a thing. Oh, shit, dude. I like that. Oh, Brady sent his quote in. Brady's. Oh, and quote for Brady. Uh, the more you let a single belief define you, the less capable you are of adapting when life challenges you. I like that. Ooh, I like that. Good That's job, fun. Brady. What a legend. I was on the spot, too, right off the dome. Yeah. Wow, yeah, he no, he nailed that. Well, like 845, we're like, what's your quote? 847, he sends one in. What a man. Legend. <laughs> um oh, that's a great quote, Max. I like that one. I've got I've got mine. Yeah. But my my internet is saying it's unstable, so I really hope this doesn't fuck you're around. Good, yeah, you're glitched for a second, you're good now. Okay, good. Um, so it's uh, it's out of this book, Deep Survival, and it's from Epictetus. And it's on the occasion of every accident that befalls you, remember to turn to yourself and inquire what power you have for turning it to use. Hmm. You're going to have to hit that one again. You, you kind of lost me. <laughs> on the occasion of every accident that befalls you, remember to turn to yourself and inquire what power you have for turning it to use. So when something bad happens to you, what can you learn from it? Instead of just suffering, what do you gain? I like that. Sick. I like it. 
Okay, cool. I got one. For- <laughs> that's that's all the response to quotes. Hmm, nice. I like that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah. Um, mine is from Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey. Um, of course, because it's what I've recently just listened to. Not a big but, deal. Uh, no big deal. Everybody knows. Uh, we cannot fully appreciate the light without the shadows. We have to be thrown off balance to find our footing. It's better to jump than fall. And here I am. You kind of sound like him too. Yeah, I was gonna say that was going for it. Nice, nice. That was really good. I also, I also like the bumper sticker. No, (laughs) (laughs) I also like the one where he says there's an art to uh, an art to running downhill. I love that. That shit slaps. It's so funny. I feel for like we should just like his little bumper sticker things. We should just post those on Instagram for like the next year because they're hilarious. Fuck you talking about. Oh, you have to listen. Listen, to listen to the book, and you'll understand. Oh, okay. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, you don't get it because you're not cool enough. You haven't listened yeah. to it. You haven't <laughs> listened to Green Lights. I've uh, I'm on uh, I've gone through it twice. Just saying. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it slaps. It's so good. It's good Honestly, time. this might be a, like unpopular opinion, but I have a really hard time listening to Matthew McConaughey. All what? right, all right, all right. He's just too <laughs> cool, bro. I don't know what cool. it is, but like. Sometimes when I listen to him, I just can't fucking stand the guy. Yeah, he has the most <laughs> soothing voice. What are you talking about? You just—that's why I said it's a very unpopular thing. Like it, it hurts you because, like, because he's way cooler than me. Yeah, <laughs> that probably is it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I probably <laughs> should give green lights a try though. Just, uh, you know, have you ever like listened to even like a little audio clip at all? Like, of green lights? Have you sampled it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Here's what you do: right. you go and buy his like PDF uh, book online, and then copy and paste all of that text into like some kind of text-to-voice converter, and that way Siri can read it off to you. <laughs> no, I'll get. I'll give him. I'll give him an opportunity to read it again because I'm sure there's the lots of value in there. I'll get the book and I'll I'll read it out loud and record the whole thing, <laughs> just for you. Say last man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Skyler's looking nervous. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Shit, what did I sign give, up for?" Give, give me a few years, okay? But I'll, I'll have it. <laughs> I don't even have the book, so yeah. yeah. All, all I have is Audible, and it worked great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Because it I listened to it on my way to Calgary, and it was just long enough for me to drive to Calgary and drive home, and I listened to the whole thing. It was great. It's perfect. Yeah, that's a, maybe that, I'll try and start that this week. Alrighty, so, boys. Well, it was a pleasure chatting with you as always. I'm glad we had a, a light conversation reminiscing about the past and all of our introductions and yeah, some nice reflections. Yeah. No, hope everyone has a killer week. Let's go book some work and everyone. Thank you for listening to the prime five podcast. We'll catch you next Monday. Follow your dreams <laughs> <laughs> and eat your vegetables. <laughs> Amazing. Hey everyone, you've been listening to the Prime 5 Podcast with your hosts, Max, Skyler, Brady, Zach, and Dan. If you're enjoying the show, remember to smash that like button and share with your friends. If you want to follow us or get more info, head over to our Instagram page at Prime5Pod, check us out, and shoot us a DM. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. <laughs>